Okay. And I got the 401, the 401. Sipping lemonade, though I like shade. Everyone, it is Kayla. Got the 411. I'm back again another week with another amazing artist with this new segment I have called What's Good. Pretty much interviewing a lot of talented artists and also playing their music on my YouTube channel on my What's the Reaction video. So, people who are watching the What's the Reaction, they're going to be getting a taste of some new, fresh music of artists that they may have never heard of. So, today I have Miss. Cecily, did I say your name correctly? Yes, you did. That's correct. Miss Cecily, I'm so happy to have you on here. I always get a little more excited when I have a female on the show. I'm all about girl empowerment, but we're not going to tell the men that's been on the show. <laughs> so since this episode is called What's Good, I want to ask you, what's good with you? Are you okay? How's your family going with COVID? That's like the first thing I want to ask everyone. How are you doing? Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm... Um... I'm doing really well, actually. I, you know, it's been an interesting year. Yeah. It's taught me a lot about going with the flow and, uh, you know, yes. figuring out, you know, just, just being a little quieter, having a little more peace, taking some time to listen and figure out what's next. So I think that this yeah. year has personally been a blessing for me, um, just in terms of, you know, introspection, I'd say that, and reflective time. And my family's doing well. Yeah. Um, I feel really That's blessed good. that everyone, you know, no one's um, been truly affected by COVID. So no complaints That's over good. here. Everything's good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I've been working from home since March. And like you said, it has been an adjustment with my daughter. She's doing online classes. But I am thankful that I'm even able to work because a lot of people haven't been as fortunate as I have been to be able to still work from home and still be able to do my creativity also. So has COVID affected you? Because I know that you did a virtual concert for DC Jazz Festival. So how was that? Was it new for you or did it just feel the same? Because you do a lot of live shows anyways on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been interesting. I've I've done a couple of shows with my band for uh, you know, yeah. live festivals or live stream festivals as they are now. Yeah. And it's interesting performing with no audience, but I think that at least with my band, we were just so excited to be back together and playing music together again that we just had the energy anyway, even without the audience. Yeah. You, know, you kind of have to imagine the audience being there. But um, overall, you know, it's been it's been an interesting time. And I was actually just talking to my dad today about live streams and how I feel like this. most people still haven't found like the the happy spot like still yeah. trying to figure out like which platform is best and you know what what approach should it be free should you monetize it you know like how to make it feel like an experience and not just someone scrolling through their feed like normal and you know we're still figuring it out but I feel really blessed that yeah. you know I've had some good opportunities to perform even in the midst of this so yeah, and since you speak of that, I actually found you on Instagram doing promotions. Oh, I get a lot of artists. Since I'm working with a lot of artists each week, a through come by, but only a few kind of catch my eye. And once I find someone who music touches me, I go to their page and then I go to their YouTube. You know, I go on like a whole day of just trying to get to know the artists. And I reached out to you because I think you are so talented. What really brought my attention to you was your 
visual EP for The Awakening. Oh, Cecily, that was the most beautiful EP I've ever, I've said this to so many people, because you only have four songs on your newest EP. Well, it's not new, new, but it's the most newest release of music in 2019. There was four songs, but they was four of the most best powerful songs. So what made you put four songs on an EP? Because this is part one. It's part one, so um, I'm actually releasing the first single for part two in just a few weeks, which is exciting. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, originally I had planned to do more songs. I was just going to do one album called Awakening, and it was going to be, you know, you might have noticed through the video and through the songs and lyrics and things that it's exploring unconditional love. That's really Mm -hmm. what the foundation of the music thematically is about and so originally I was planning on doing one album but I realized through the process that there's no way to kind of touch on all the things I wanted to touch on and just yes just a few songs but you know I I wanted to put it out and I had gotten Mm -hmm. a grant from my local arts council to put out new music yeah to help fund this project so congratulations on that also because thank you beautiful and the main single on this album is called clumsy and it really touched me because i'm going through a little thing where being in the house and working i'm starting to reflect on me and i had a panel last week called all the single ladies where i just gathered a group of single ladies and we all talked about our own struggles with dating not just men but certain things that we go through too and that we can work on Mm. so i'm going to play the single clumsy and then we're going to talk about the lyrics because they really touched me i was like I keep getting all these messages about these things. I definitely need to work on myself. So let me play it now. This single is called Clumsy. words but such a powerful statement and I wrote down some of the lyrics that really touched me when you said please forgive my clumsy fingers they can't hold a heart the more I want it the more I tremble insecure from the start so what was your inspiration behind clumsy you know I wrote that you know what's funny I don't I wrote the first verse and chorus Mm -hmm. I don't even remember exactly when Um, but I think it was when I had first met my now husband and, you know, at the time, like I was in my mid twenties and I was just like dating, you know, just, I was on dating apps and I was meeting lots of people and, you know, getting to know lots of people. And then I met him and I realized that this was something that deserved for me to kind of take other people out the equation and just focus on that, just focus on him, Mm -hmm. just focus on us. But I realized that, like, I maybe wasn't ready to do that just because Mm -hmm. I just, like, I don't know. I I just found it difficult to kind of, like, settle in at first. And I'm pretty sure that's when I wrote 
those first few words, but I actually don't remember because when I sat down to write the actual yeah. album, I was kind of flipping through old journals and things and I came across that and I was like, oh yeah, this, I really like this idea. Let me kind of work yeah. on it. And yeah, so I, I believe that's around the time that I wrote it, but really what it was is I had been reading this book um, called How to Love by this writer called Thich Nhat Hanh, who's like a Zen Buddhist teacher and writer. He's one of my favorite writers and human yeah. beings, honestly. Just his writing is very um, foundational, like, you know, inspirational for me. And yeah. he has a quote where he said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but mm-hmm. he basically said, you know, we we can love someone but in our clumsiness, we can still hurt them. You know, he said, yeah. if we don't know how to love, we'll, we'll wound mm. the person that we love. And yeah. I thought that that was so real because it was when I met my husband that I realized that I needed to learn how to love. Like I needed to read these yeah. books. I needed to learn these things. I needed to take the time to understand what it really means to listen to someone and be patient with someone, mm-hmm. be compassionate and fully accept someone how they are without wanting them to change, yeah. without trying to bend them into who you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I just, when I read that, that quote from Thich Nhat Hanh from How to Love, I just, as a songwriter, I really love the word clumsy. I just thought it was yeah. such a good word. And mm-hmm. um, so I decided to kind of, I think that's when I wrote that lyric is after I had read that quote from him. And so it was kind of a process, but I think when I actually sat down to write the album, I had already written the first verse and chorus. And then it was just a matter of figuring out where to take the song. Um, And that's, I think the hardest part of the song to write was actually the bridge because I want to. Oh, that was the most powerful part. (laughs) Yes. And even learning love languages, too. I know I kind of got into love languages because I had to. I'm 29 now. It took me a good little minute to realize, Kayla, everybody's not going to love how you love. Everybody's not going to communicate how you love. And I started reading the love languages books. And anytime I would talk to people like, do you know your love language? Why don't you know your love language? And when you don't know how to love, you're just going through a maze. You're trying to figure it out. And as you're going through that maze, you end up hurting people, not meaning to. Because you just don't know how to love. You're just going with the flow. And that's why I related to that song. Such a beautiful, beautiful song. And video also. Who was the director for the video? The person who directed the Awakening Visual EP and the music video for Clumsy is the same woman. Her name is Terrell Siobhan, who's Ooh. also a DC-based um, creative and filmmaker. I love that. And she's from your hometown. That is perfect. So how yeah. did you get into music? Because I read your bio, of course, but your story is very interesting because you have been working for music for a long time, but you was in college. And you decided to say, hey, I'm just going to pursue music full time. Was that scary for you? I can't remember. Honestly, it was it was the kind of thing that kind of slowly came over me. Like, yeah, there was one moment in particular I remember because I went to school and I studied political science because I always wanted to work in international relations. I was really interested in traveling and, you know, diplomacy and 
I just really wanted to work in international affairs. And so that's what I was focused on when I went to school. But I remember seeing someone perform um, at a music festival and just having this moment when I realized that I really wanted to be the one on stage. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just having this moment when I realized, like, maybe I'm supposed to be on the stage instead of in the audience. And then from that point until the point that I kind of communicated that to my family and kind of started figuring it out for myself was probably like a year or so until mm-hmm. I felt comfortable with that fact and, you know, kind of navigated some things in school and realized that maybe yeah. working in international development and stuff wasn't really going to make me happy. And so I, you know, it was, it wasn't scary because I think I was nervous when I had that first conversation with my mom in particular, you know, and, but she kind of asked me some questions about why and, you know, but she was very supportive. My parents, my family has always been very supportive. So background like how did you even get into music yeah I well you know I started taking voice lessons when I was 12 and that was just because I loved to sing but to myself I was very afraid to perform in front of other people um I used to sing in my room all the time but I didn't want anybody else to hear me yeah and then I think I just I saw a flyer that mentioned voice lessons and I had just stopped doing piano um because I just never wanted to practice I just wasn't into piano as much as I thought I should be and so I was looking for something else creative to do you know and I asked my mom about the voice lessons and she said well can you sing you know and I was like yeah I can (laughs) sing and so I sang for her in the kitchen and she was like like, oh yeah you sound good so she started paying for my voice lessons and I was in all the choirs and so that was kind of the genesis of it was just this moment I saw this flyer that said voice lessons and I was like I think I want to do that and now we are here today and you have performed at a lot of great places so out of all the places that you have performed at what is your favorite venue Mm, that's such a hard question I think it's a uh it's a toss-up between I love the outdoor music festival so any outdoor music Mm, festival I miss um, those so much I do. I miss it so much. I just, the energy, you can't, you can't replace mm-hmm. that energy, you know? Um, and then in, in a, when it's that perfect weather, you know, it's just so nice. Um, but I think if it's not an outdoor music festival, one of my favorite places to perform is in DC. It's called Blues Alley. It's like a, a small jazz club that's been there for decades. Everyone's mm-hmm. performed there from 
Ella Fitzgerald to literally everybody. Um, wow. Especially in jazz. So every time I perform there, and I perform there, I think, four four times now, and it, it just always feels like a blessing to be on that stage. And I love how intimate it is, you know. Ooh. So you had a particular album that you won an award for. It was Best New Soul of Bandcamp. And I got a chance to listen to that album today. Now, my favorite single is Hope. So I'm going to play that at the end. I love Hope. I'm going to save that for the end. But I wanted to play Pisces because that was the first single off of the album. So you are a Pisces. I had an interview with another Pisces yesterday. I'm just meeting so many Pisces. <laughs> I'm a Libra, if you want to know. And um, I've been listening to your um, Awakenings, uh, what is it called? Awakenings Meditations. So today I got to Earth. So next week is Fire. So I see that you're really big into that. So what made you name the single Pisces? You know, I don't even remember. I think, you know, I wrote the song. Everything I write is, you know, from personal experience and really is focused inward a lot of the time. And I'm a Pisces and I had the, the first few lyrics I wrote for that song were inspired by this moment when I was doing study abroad. I was in Ghana in college and um, I went, we went to this waterfall and we swam in the waterfall and it was just, it felt so cleansing. It felt just amazing, you know? And so the first few words I wrote for that song came from that experience. And I felt like that experience was just enhanced by the fact that I'm a water sign and I just love water. And so I just decided mm-hmm. to call the song Pisces because I thought it was an interesting title and that it said a lot about me in one word. So, yeah, that. but it's really That's so interesting. Most water signs I know, especially Pisces, they are amazing, amazing swimmers. And I can't swim. I don't, I get very fearful of water, but my daughter, she's a Scorpio. Her rising is a cancer and her moon is a um, Scorpio. So she pretty much taught herself how to swim. She didn't need lessons. I mean, she got in the water and she was gone. And I said, that must be a water sign thing. So we're going to play the single Pisces off of the album Songs of Love and Freedom. Let me play that now. And opening up with the water sound. Perfect. that story of you being in Ghana I almost kind of can picture you there by you explaining the inspiration behind that song so I know you said so you're currently married because I like to ask everyone because a lot of your songs are about love so how long have you been married and is your husband a big inspiration behind your music 
So I've been married. We've been married for three and a half years now. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've, he's definitely inspiration behind uh, a lot of my music. Um, one song on the new project, uh, Awakening Part One, called mm-hmm. No Room for Fear is actually inspired by him. I kind of wrote that song about him. And oh. another song on the project Acceptance. I, I didn't write it love about him. But I, I, thank you. Yeah, I love that song too. I kind of wrote that song for him. Um, so I, yeah, I think he definitely inspires a lot of my work. And I, like I said, most of my stuff is very self-reflective, and yeah. you know, it's about me. <laughs> I guess that's selfish. <laughs> I don't know, but most of it's about me. But yeah, I have written mm-hmm. some songs that are inspired by him for sure very relatable too and what is your creative process like do you write music down or do you just go and just freestyle so usually the first few lines of a song um will kind of just come to me either with lyrics and melody together um like that's what happened with clumsy that's what happened with no room for fear with pisces almost Almost oh, wow. all my songs kind of start that way. I just kind of hear it, and then I just make a little voice memo on my phone, and then I'll eventually go back to it, and then I usually will take that to a friend of mine who plays, because I don't really play an instrument that well, so I'll yeah. take it to a friend who plays piano or a guitar, and we'll kind of start building from there, and they'll kind of write a chord progression underneath my melody, we'll, you know, and kind of form the structure of the song. And then I'll go back and I'll finish writing all the lyrics and, you know, we'll figure out if we want to do a bridge and, you know, it's a, but yeah. it's a very collaborative process, but it usually starts with kind of an idea I already have. Or if a instrumentalist I'm working with, um, you know, they kind of have like a, like an instrumental idea that I yeah. like, I'll kind of listen to it and I'll just flip through my journal and see if there's anything I have that I feel like could fit with that. And so usually my songs start in my journal and Mm -hmm. in my voice memos and then kind of just build from there. Well, I've noticed a pattern of most of the singers I've had on this segment. They normally get an idea, do a voice note, write it down, come back to it and kind of build the song into a whole. Wow, that is so unique. So since you spoke of the song Acceptance, I'm going to play Acceptance off of Awakening Part one. I've listened to that song multiple times. thematically it deals with with love um and all different facets of love self-love romantic love familial love just love in general and then musically I'm really inspired 
um, by 70 Soul Music in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the album Songs of Love and Freedom was definitely inspired by mostly 70 Soul Music. I was listening to yeah. a lot of Minnie Ripperton and the Isley Brothers and Gil Scott Heron oh. and um, Norman Connors, which is a producer who primarily did things in the late 70s and the 80s. But then for for Awakening Part One, there wasn't really like a specific musical influence it influence that I was pulling from. Yeah. I just kind of let the music go where it wanted to go, and I think that it's interesting because I feel like every song on the project sounds totally different, but somehow I feel I was like thinking they, that too. they work together. Yeah. yeah, I started with Awakening Part 1, and then I moved on to the next album. And I was like, okay, it's different, but it's still her. It just sounds like you want to take, try something a little different, but it's still you. I love it all. Thank you. Wow, what's, what's your favorite song to perform? Hmm. Another hard Good question. question. Oh, wow, that's a hard question. Oh, you know what? I think I know. I think it's... um. Don't Hide the Sun, which is from Songs of Love and Freedom. Mm, and I like to perform one. that one because when I do it live, we do like a long version and I have the audience sing with me and yeah. I have the band take their solos. And that's usually how I end the show. So I really love doing that song just because it's, it's usually the culmination of everything, you know, and I get to have the audience participate. So I love that. And let's play Don't Hide the Song. And this is currently off of the album, go here, Songs of Love and Freedom. I'm going to play Grow also, too. That's another one I've been playing over. <laughs> guitar <laughs> who was that playing the guitar in that song that was um my guitar player zach my friend and guitar player zachary cutler we've been playing together for about six years now actually wow so do you have your own set band or do you just hire different bands um when i perform in dc i have my own band and okay most of the players stay pretty consistent unless they're unavailable then i'll pull in other people but i've had the same four person band for quite a few years now and we wow. perform if I perform on the east coast I'm usually working with them we go to New York we go yeah. to Philly go to North Carolina that type of thing but it's usually the same people if I go on the west coast then I work with some other people who are also amazing but yeah. it's always good to perform with with my band okay so the last question if you could perform with anyone collaborate who would be your dream person I have a lot of hard questions. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a hard question. I feel like, mm-hmm. I honestly feel like this changes every other day. 
Yeah. Like I hear a new song and I'm like, oh, who is this? Oh, I love them. You know, like <laughs> that's the best way to discover music. And that's how I discover you and so many of these other talented artists by just coming across a song and then you start digging into their catalog. You're like, wow, I like this person. Yeah. And I want to thank you, too, for taking the time to really dig into my catalog, <laughs> because I know a lot of people now they hear one song and a playlist and they're like, oh, this is cool. And that's it. They might like it. And they, they don't yeah. take the time to really look up the artist, listen to other work, mm-hmm. listen to past projects. So I want to appreciate you just for being a oh, true music thank lover. You. Don't stop, don't stop, no. You must grow. Grow and You must grow. time to do that yeah. and I'm also using that as an excuse to think about the answer to your question <laughs> um which I think I mean there's a lot of people but for right now I'll say Raphael Sadiq okay Raphael I've never heard of him I have to look him up on Spotify you have though he was in yeah. Tony 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 <gasps> him. he's written for everybody and he also has amazing projects of his own but he's written he's a lot of for alicia keys also did yes. he write for alicia keys okay i know I, exactly I'm not positive if Is he it? for alicia keys i know he wrote you know that d'angelo song you're my lady <gasps> he wrote that oh, song yeah. some of my favorite songs um he also he also co-wrote uh cranes in the sky with solange Oh wow! I mean, then he has his own projects that are really good. But you should definitely look yeah. up Raphael Sadiq. He's he's like a legend. He's a legend. Yeah. I didn't know he wrote his own music. Wow, wow! I definitely have to look him up after this, especially Cranes in the Sky. I mean, I think that's kind of like the Black Girl Statement album. There, that album yes. was such a statement piece. And I know a lot of your music videos are definitely targeted to us as Black people and I definitely appreciate that especially with clumsy so many beautiful you know I try not to show favoritism but I love being a black woman I love my black people so that's why I wanted to make this segment to just showcase other talented artists who love you know people are watching the reaction videos they come there for a particular artist and I have so many friends have said hey Kayla I love that artist that you had for this week and I never wanted to have anyone on this segment that I didn't listen to their music mm-hmm. so I'm always going to be a fan of yours when this new part two come out I'm definitely going to be sharing it and posting it because I just love what you stand for and your music and so we're going to end the show with hope so how did you come up with hope because that song I was working today I work from home and in particular those emails was coming in and I said okay no more emails I said let me listen the next song was hope and it just really drew me in. So what was your inspiration behind Hope? So Hope is, um, 
I, I know I said most of my stuff is most of my writing is very collaborative. This is a song that I wrote by yeah. myself because it's just vocals and percussion. Um, yes. but I was lucky enough to be able to record it with like a lot of my friends who are amazing singers, which is like the choir you hear behind me, you know, but yes, you know, I wrote this song. I think I started writing it. This was a song that it didn't come to me. I kind of pieced it together over time over probably a period of like a year from different things I had written here and there. And um, it it's inspired by like African-American traditional shout spirituals, you know, with that call and response mm-hmm. and that very, yeah. um, um, what they would call almost like a clave rhythm in, in Latin mm-hmm. music, but it's like a stick rhythm in, in traditional, you know, spirituals. Yeah. Um, that stick rhythm is very African, you know, and, that mm-hmm. kind of it feels like a chant you know it's 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 yeah. it's a it's a ritualistic thing so the, it's meant to almost put you in a trance you know um mm-hmm. but i mean the inspiration was really just constantly hearing these stories of you know just people young especially young people being murdered by the police and uh yeah. just just it was it was two quotes actually. I, I'm always inspired by quotes, so I I saw this yeah. quote from Ida B. Wells, who was an um, anti-lynching activist and journalist in the um, turn of the century, not this century, but the last century. And um, she she wrote, "If I could, I would wrap the race up in my arms and fly away with them." And I just thought that imagery was really powerful and. I thought that that was so relatable that sometimes you really don't want to, you just want to fly away. Like you just want to go to a place where you feel free and accepted mm-hmm. and valued and safe, you know? And yes. um, so I wanted to kind of balance that with this other quote I heard from James Baldwin, of course, who's mm-hmm. an amazing writer, philosopher. Yeah. Um, and he, in an interview, someone, an interviewer asked him, you know, would you tell your nieces and nephews that there's no hope for the future in terms of race relations in America? Oh, wow. He said, no, I would never tell my young people that there's no hope, you know? And I just wanted to take those two ideas because I feel like they exemplify so much of what you experience as a black person in America, just like Mm -hmm. constantly feeling like I wish I could really just escape this BS, you know, Mm -hmm. take my people and go. And at the same time, knowing that like my ancestors have been here, like I am a product of what has happened before and therefore I know hope for the future, you know, and I can't give that up. Like it exists. It's real. So just Mm -hmm. that kind of like constant back and forth that you feel. um, And that was kind of the inspiration for the song. Especially I've spoken with a lot of people this year. Everybody just seems to not even just financially, everybody seems to be going through something. And this song right here was so purposeful because we're just going to be hopeful. Everything that goes on bad with the killings, I always try to stay positive. It's going to be better. Everything's going to be okay because I can't allow myself to think, oh, we're just going to be stuck in this place forever. Because once you get stuck in that mindset, it's hard to get out. And I love this single, Hope. So we're going to play Hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying. Just trying. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying. Just trying. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just trying not to lose hope. Just.
Was this a choir? Was this a choir? Okay. Yeah, kind inspirational song it just if you just sit there with your eyes closed it'll definitely take you somewhere it just let you just sit there and just think about all the bad things just put it behind you and just think of for you so that was definitely a great inspirational song i wouldn't say that it's more gospel because there are a lot of inspirational songs that even play on the gospel channels also so that's why i kind of gravitated to hope like oh perfect perfect especially what's going on here in nigeria i'm pretty sure you've heard of what's going on over there the videos i can't even look at the videos anymore they start i'm very emotional so little things like that seeing things like that i'll just break down and cry. yeah so that is a perfect song for everyone so Cecily, what is next for you do you so, have anything coming up i do so i i just started getting back in the studio and I have a new single coming mm. out in on November 11th, 11-11. And a uh, new song, new video. And this is the first single from my um, upcoming project, Awakening Part 2. So I'm very excited to share that with people. And, um, you know, hopefully the new project will be out um, early next year. So that's what I have oh. coming up. <laughs> Perfect. I want to say thank you so much, Cecily, for even, I feel like you have accomplished so much. So I'm so happy that you were able to be on my show with me and I get to share my music with people on the show and people that follow me so they can discover you also too. And I just want to say, I hope that you and your family stay safe. I always tell everyone that COVID is still out here, people. Mm. Okay. Just because people are not talking about it or, you know, we have a president that doesn't care too much COVID is still out here so we have to be yeah. safe especially with our children my daughter I don't think she's going back to school um this entire school year um our immune system is very low so I'm not taking that chance yeah so thank you so much Cecily and I'm gonna stop the recording now thank you I can't choose you if I can't choose me too
Hey y'all, it's Kayla Got the 411. If you want to keep up with me, all you got to do is just go to Google. Google Kayla Got the 411. It will let you know everything that I have going on on that first page. I have made sure of that. Or you can just go to YouTube, my main channel, and watch the show and make sure you subscribe. Thank you to everyone who leaves amazing comments and reviews under the comments. I read them and I truly appreciate them to the point they make me tear up. Also, my streams on Apple have been going up, so that lets me know that you guys are enjoying the audio from the videos on YouTube. So if you're listening on Apple, go ahead and drop your girl a review. And I truly appreciate everything that people are saying, nice comments. You know, if I'm able to make you laugh and smile, that's all that matters to me. My content clearly shows that I enjoy doing what I'm doing because I always have a good time. And just a quick update that I'm now on Pandora Podcast. So you can listen to me on Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, Our Heart Radio, and of course, watch me on YouTube. So thank y'all so much and I appreciate all the support, truly.